one. All right, well, welcome back on to this episode of Primetime Kansas City. Uh, we'll be going over the NFL draft. Uh, we'll be talking about the Chiefs draft and, of course, all of the other top picks. Talking about what picks we liked, what pe- picks we didn't see come in. A lot more than NFL draft. We'll be uh, going into a little bit of Royals baseball with former Royals beat writer Jeffrey Flanagan, a.k.a. Flanny. That was a great interview with Flanny. Flanny. So make sure to listen to that. Uh, yeah, and we'll probably wrap it up with some base or basketball news. I don't even know. I just know draft and Royals. But you let's know get... what we're going to have to talk about as well. And it's inevitable. Well, it might have been in your draft talk, but go ahead. Go ahead. If you, if you don't bring it up, I'll bring it up eventually. Oh, Nick Bolton? No, just keep going. Just keep going. Oh, well, I was just going to say let's get right into it. Cause that's what yeah, I let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into it. Jackson, just All right, draft. what you were saying. Jesus. No, I, I'll save it if we're not going to talk about it yet. Um, I'm so confused. No, I want you to say it now. Fine. We have to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. It has to Oh, yeah, that's right. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be a Packer anymore. Sucks to well, be Jackson. Oh, does it? Well, fuck you, all right? Um, listen, I have a very strong opinion on this, and I would like to hear your all's opinion on this as well because I think my opinion is pretty solid. I think Rodgers is being a little bitch, no, if we're being I think honest. he has a reason. Well, okay. Now you say that they have given him last year. Yeah, this is, I mean, just last year alone, the top offensive line in football, a top five running back, a top three wide receiver, a fucking statistically the ninth best defense in the league and a, a good young head coach. So what, tell me where else you're going to well, get you that. You forgot the biggest thing they did. They drafted, okay, they drafted behind his, his back. Who gives a fuck? Aaron Rodgers Jackson, sat for that three just shows years. That they want him out. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre, and Brett Favre's bitch ass after one year didn't throw a fucking temper tantrum. I was like, I'm leaving. Fuck was this Brett place. Favre told of that. Brett Favre, they were probably did Brett Favre know the Packers were going to get a QB? No, they didn't think there was a chance in hell Aaron Rodgers was going to fall to twenty four in the draft. Okay, they just took him because he was the best player available. So, but they did that. But Jordan Love okay. wasn't the best player, was he or was yeah, he not? Yeah. Did you have Patrick Queen? Yes. Okay, and if you would have gone back, and if, we, if we did a podcast on the week after the draft in 2005, you would have said the same shit. You would have said, Aaron Rodgers was not the best player available. You just so said shut the piss up. I listened to you. No, I'm saying what they said. Ted Thompson, GM at the time, rest in peace, said that that was the best player available, and that's why he took him. And you know what? Rodgers, they act, he acts like he gets no help. That, that's what, that's what the, the whole argument that – they haven't drafted an offensive player in the first round since he got there. Shut the fuck up. He's had Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Eddie Lacy, Ryan Grant, who ran for 1,000 yards, if you don't remember him, Jermichael Finley, Robert Tunyon. I mean, holy fuck. And that entire time, he's had a good offensive line. I Jackson, just do we, not understand. I wish we would have a mic on you 10 minutes after they drafted Jordan Love. Because what, what I mean, you, you just said... Okay was exactly what you were saying last Did year. I like the Jordan Love? Yeah. No, I didn't. Thank you, John. Okay? Did he, was he or was he not complaining about how they didn't draft what Aaron Rodgers needed? Yeah. Okay, kind would of. a receiver yeah, have been nice? Like you're kind of being yes. a hypocrite right now. No, no, I'm not because I'm saying I don't like the Jordan Love pick. I still think it was too early to take a quarterback. I don't think they should have taken one at that moment. But that being said, it does not excuse Rodgers to – act like oh he's in the worst situation possible he's he's just in a torture chamber send him to denver send him there with no running game 
with a defensive-minded head coach, not even someone that's going to work with you offensively, with a worse tight end, with a worse receiving core, with a worse offensive line. Send him there. Oh, oh, send him to the Raiders, where else he also might want to go, with a bottom three defense in the NFL, worse wide receivers than Green Bay. Yes, you get a nice tight end, but they got rid of the entire offensive line. I, to me, it makes no fucking sense at all. Part of me thinks Rodgers is just trying to stir shit because at the end of the day, Rodgers goes to the Broncos or the Raiders, which were two of, you know, the Niners were another team you said put on his list, but, and you know, they can't the do Panthers that anymore. And football team. I mean, listen, this, he can complain all he wants. He can say all this shit. He has, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Green Bay right now, the team that they have is not a bad situation. There are plenty of weapons around him. There are plenty. There's a good enough team around him. They've been in the NFC Championship game two years in a row. Not next year because you guys aren't going to be there. To bail on your team after that, it, it's literally the like, okay, they drafted your backup. Hey, Aaron, remember when they did the same fucking thing with you? Were you complaining? No, bitch. You sat behind there, and you fucking did your part. Do your fucking part now. Let it play out. The organization took a chance on you and developed you. Let the cycle continue. You don't have to be such a little bitch about it. Jackson, I don't think he is being a little bitch because he literally just won the MVP. Good. Like, if Who cares? Aaron was mad. And, and they got him help. I mean, what what did they do this offseason? First round know, drafted a corner. Me. They needed a corner. Did you? If you watched Kevin King, they needed a corner. Second round, they draft a center. They lost their center. Third round, they draft a wide receiver. Like, what the fuck? They re-sign Aaron Jones, which, I mean, nobody pays running, but you don't – they always say not to pay running backs. Green Bay paid him to come back because Rodgers liked him. It's just like they have literally done everything. Yes, they took Jordan Love, all right? But they are not the Green Bay Rodgers. They are the Green Bay Packers. They are fucking – it's an organization. They have Let to do with – If Aaron yeah. Rodgers left the Packers right now, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, listen. Would you always him? be always will be appreciative of what he did. Always will be my favorite player. No, I've it's ever just watched. yes or no. But I mean, I would be a little disappointed if no, he left us right now. Would you support him or would you not? Well, it depends what you mean support. I'd want him. Would to you succeed, cheer for Aaron Rodgers? Take, yes or no? That is all I'm asking. I would. I would want him to succeed. But that being said, I would still want Green Bay to be better. I. The the dream scenario would be for Jordan Love to take over, get to the Super Bowl somehow. Rodgers go to the AFC, get to the Super Bowl somehow, and beat him in the Super Bowl. That would be the dream scenario. So you want to see Rodgers fail? I want to see him on another – I mean, I just think it's bullshit that he is requesting a trade. First of all, if you wanted to trade out so bad, why wait till draft day? Why not in the offseason? Uh, I don't think he waited until draft day. I think the news spilt. On draft. Why why would it spill on draft day? Out of all days. Out of all days. Because that's when the forty I think that's when he just got fed up. John, okay, I'll go I'll go into that, but we haven't heard much from John. John, what were your thoughts on Rogers? Yeah, um, I am not like super deeply invested in this one. Look, I think he has kind of a right to be pissed about the Jordan Love thing. I kind of also think that the narrative about the Packers not doing enough for him should be dead because he had a pretty nice supporting cast. Um, so yeah, it's weird. I really don't know what's going to happen. I think he's going to end up staying on the team this year after I thought he was going to leave before I knew all the information. Um, but yeah, 
uh, it's a crappy situation if you like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I, mean, I, he's got I read it, but I, I read that Rodgers is going to come back to the Packers if your GM is fired, and if he's not, then he's not playing. That's uh, that's uh, that is unbelievably diva. Like that is get the fuck out of here. That GM has put a ton of talent around you. Do you trust Jordan Love right now? It's, I can't say yes because I've never seen him play. Like he didn't. There was no preseason. He wasn't active last season. It's who the fuck knows. I mean, that's of course you have hope for him. I mean, they you'd think if they were going to take a first round quarterback that they would have some plan with him. But uh, do I think he'll ever be even close to Aaron? No. But that's not realistic expectation to begin with. I believe this. If Rodgers is there and he comes back and he fucking you know gets in on this team and he actually plays, they're they're a candidate to win the NFC again. They're going to be that. If it's Love, I think they're a wild card team. I think that they're a wild card team, or they they're eight and eight or eight and nine now. I think I don't think if Rodgers leaves, it's going to be oh they're a fucking bottom five team in the league. I think they I have think a lot that's of talent. expectation for anything for anybody, but. I think if yeah, you see I, I think they can leaving, stay relevant without Rodgers. Adams' contract expired? Now, Adams' contract ends after this year. Oh, so years it, fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a change of the garden. I mean, there's probably going to be a, ch- a culture change in there. Jordan Love's going to take over. But to everyone saying that it's the end of the fucking world, they've done this already. They've shown you already. Green Bay doesn't get emotional. They don't get emotionally attached to their players. They, well, it sounds like you tr- pretty much are right now to Rodgers. They're not emotionally attached to Rodgers. They're not. Yeah, if they were, okay, they wouldn't have listen, taken love. Think if they, the they took love. Offered, like, think if, here, think if the Chiefs listened to offers for Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, I would be pissed, and I'm not even Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes Of course be we'd be pissed. And that's what the 49ers did to the Packers, and that's what the Rams did to the Packers. So how do you, we, felt, how do you think Aaron Rodgers felt? But the Packers didn't listen. They, yes, they, they said no. No, they said no both times. Okay, Lafleur Jackson. Literally told them saying last no week doesn't mean on draft day, Lafleur. Well, I mean, are you no supposed to not pick up the, listen to are, the trade off? Josh, are you supposed to not pick up the phone? Like, are you supposed to just not say, answer uh, another team's call? Like, all they said was Shanahan asked Lafleur last week about Rodgers, and he said that uh, the 49ers GM John Lynch shouldn't even waste his time calling about it. That's about as easy I as you can shut that trade down. Offers. The Green Bay has no interest in trading. I heard They've that said the 49ers many times. offered the Packers. Three first-round picks, Jimmy Garoppolo, and another player. I don't know where the fuck you heard that. Adam Schefter. Because LaFleur said that they called, that Shanahan called him, and he turned it down immediately. He just said it's wasting your time. He doesn't want Aaron Rodgers to know. He doesn't give a fuck. I mean, then the Rams called in January, and they shut him down immediately, and that's why they go and get Stafford. It's just like, what do you want them to do, not listen? Like, fuck, if someone offered me the next – 100 first round picks for Patrick Mahomes am I supposed to not listen like of course I'm going to listen to the offer that's fucking like ridiculous so you you're basically Jackson you just changed your answer you're saying I'm saying they turned it down quickly maybe a team offered I them something I don't think you've wrapped your head around this yet well, around what Josh the around thought of Aaron Rodgers not being a Packer next year of course I've wrapped my head around it it's a very possible situation but at the end of the day you can't just say like, oh, Green Bay's trying to trade him. They're listening. They're trying to get him out. Every GM on every team would listen to any trade offer for any player. It's business. They are literally in a business. If you get offered 100 first-round picks, fucking Lamar Jackson and the entire Ravens defense for Patrick Mahomes, you're going to take it. Like, and, and you can't say, like, oh, they're listening. They're listening to the offer. Oh, my God, they're not loyal to Mahomes. 
You can't say that shit. Like, it's a GM's job to do that. Green Bay has said publicly so many times they have no chance. There's no chance they're trading Aaron Rodgers. Here's what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is either going to not play football next year or be a Green Bay Packer. They're not trading him. All right, here, I was wrong. No team has made a trade offer to the three-time MVP, but many teams have mm, called the Packers. Like just what I said, hey, and you, you know made a bullshit it offer from the 49ers. Wants to stay in KC, and he's yeah, happy. All right, now. all right. For now, for now. But when Patrick Mahomes is 36 and they draft his replacement, I'm hey, going to rub him in your fucking face. Bowl, I'll call him better than Rodgers. You can call him whatever you want, but when he does the Let's same talk. shit and you get mad, I'm going to say, no, you can't get mad at him, Josh. Jackson's going to be like 30, and he's just going to text you saying, suck it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, fuck you, Josh. All right, moving on to the actual draft, because that was basically the precursor to the draft on Thursday night. Uh, picks one and two go according to plan. Uh, Lawrence and Wilson, and then three, that yeah, we were we were all together watching this. That's where shit – I, I was really thinking it was going to be Mac Jones. What do you what do you think about Trey Lance being a Niner, John? Uh, yeah, surprising. Um, once again, I look <laughs> night of draft night. Shows you how much I know about Trey Lance specifically. Um, did not I know thought, his ethnicity until yeah, I thought he was white. Um, just because Trey Lance sounds like a white name and North Dakota State, so I just put it all together as a white dude. Turns out he isn't. That's besides the point. Um, I yeah. Uh, apparently, he isn't exactly what you would expect uh, Kyle Shanahan to want, but I can't be certain that he was necessarily what Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, wanted. that's that's what I was going to add to that because apparently Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, the Which top just mental. I'm the top of the I organization wanted Trey Lance, and obviously they overruled him. I Which is weird because Todd McShay said the 49ers and Kyle Strahan is one of the 10 coaches that could override the top of the organization. Oh, I'm sure he could, but I mean, the reason I think that uh, Shanahan wanted Mac Jones is because with Trey Lance and these other quarterbacks, they like to extend plays and get off script. Shanahan wants someone to stay on his script, follow his plan and fucking just go to victory. We're going to run the ball 40 times. You're going to drop back to pass 15. You're going to stay in the pocket. You're going to do this. You're not going to go out and do crazy shit because guess what? In their first 30 starts, or excuse me, 20 starts, in their first 20 starts, who do you think has the most passing yards ever? It's Mahomes. But who do you think is second all time in their first 20 starts? Nick fucking Mullins. Nick Mullins. So if he's doing it with him, he figures as long as some fuck stays on script and follows my lead, we're golden. So I would have made fun of them for the Mac Jones pick, but I see why Shanahan wanted to do it. Well, see, I'm not even shocked that they picked uh, Trey Lance because everyone's like, you don't know what the 49ers organization is going to do because they keep everything yeah. sealed tight. Yeah, that's so, what like, I was saying. So, yeah, like people are like, they're going to take Mac Jones. It's going to be like, well, who'd you hear that from? So it's like no one knew what was going to happen, but we assumed it was going to be Mac Jones. So I wasn't shocked that they took Trey Lance, but I was just like, I knew in the back of my head there was a chance they could trade Trey Lance. Yeah, I think those were the two. I mean, I mean, that's what they said in the week is that uh, it was down to those two. So wasn't surprised. I think it's the right move. Um, Garoppolo, not necessarily that he's not good enough to lead you to the Super Bowl because obviously he is, but he's just not durable enough to do that. So then four, normal, five, six, seven, not, not nope, a lot. Wait, 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 huh? wait. Who's seven? The Lions, right? Seven's the Lions. Okay, I'm, let me have my moment here. 
Okay, you All knew right. it was Panay Sewell. Yes. So we're at Jackson's house celebrating his birthday. Happy belated birthday to Jackson. But well, thank anyway, you. they show the Lions head uh, draft room. And they are going crazy. They're going like ape shit. And you're like, oh, they're taking Justin Fields. And I said that that, that room with the Lions, I knew that they weren't taking uh, – I knew they weren't taking Justin Fields because I knew that Dan Campbell would go crazy over getting Pinay Sewell. No, you didn't. You said it's Justin Fields. Who you? I I thought I didn't. No, I it just, was me I, and Micah that said it's Pinay Sewell. That's it. I, I did not think it was Pinay Sewell. I'll yes. admit to that. Okay, but, but anyway, I, I, anyway, I had a few players. Yeah, those guys were jumping up and down like they drafted Patrick Mahomes again. Yeah, I've never seen someone so happy over drafting over a dude that's name is like Penis. Yeah, like, Penis Sewell. Yeah, and John the entire night until he got drafted would say that. Like and, no, but to be honest, that is a. Dan Campbell's a football guy, but that was a little extra. Like, you don't go that crazy when you draft a Amen. an O-lineman. But, hey. If he's they like figure the they've next... got an O-lineman for the next 15 years. So Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, the way they acted, yeah, they're very it was excited like they won the lottery pick. or it's like it they was a little too exciting. Game. It was literally – I think they acted like they won a playoff game. I mean, listen, they haven't won a playoff game exactly. since uh, – Like, that's yeah, probably what it's going to look like. 91, I believe. So, not, so yeah, they've – uh, if they ever do win a playoff game in our lifetime, it's going to be wild. And it's going to uh, be so because that, of Penis Sewell. That went down. A lot of people are giving the Broncos shit at nine for taking Patrick's retain the second instead of Fields. I'm pretty content that they didn't take Fields. Just stick with Drew Locke. We love to see that. I do um, love Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, it's he gives the Chiefs two wins a year. You love to see it. Um, you know, I, I can see why they didn't take a quarterback after trading for Bridgewater, but – yeah, pretty bad. And it also hurts that they said that they really liked Justin. It came out that they really, really liked Justin Fields, but they liked Sertan better. I was like, oh, God, you shouldn't have said that shit. But there was that. Um, and then Fields to the Bears. Do we think this is finally the quarterback for Chicago? No. No. Okay, so you loved Fields before the draft, but now it's over. No, no. Listen. Well, John, let me let me hear your take first. Yeah, John, you got to take something. Yeah, so uh, Justin Fields, he's a weird one to me because I have no clue how good he actually is. Like, well, I, I don't really think you know how good any of the QBs is because you <laughs> thought one of them was white when he was black the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'll be honest, I've watched a few times where I'm watching Ohio State and I'm like, this guy is shit, and I've also mm-hmm. had times where I'm like, he's pretty good. So yeah. I, I have no clue, man. When it, you say it, the Packers found their QB, what it does found mean? The Bears found their QB. No, but like, what are we playoffs? I'm saying, or like, I'm like, have they found their franchise quarterback? Their next quarterback for you know, the next guy. Yeah. Can we just get to the Chiefs, bro? I'm tired of talking about these boring other. But no, teams. no, no. I, I, hey, I will. I'll say this. I think Justin Fields is gonna get to the Bears to the playoffs, but I don't think he's gonna do much more than that. But I think I think it's gonna it's be fair. an enjoy I think it's gonna be an a fun time to watch in Chicago. I think you're actually gonna have fun mm-hmm. watching the games. You have something to it look for. It won't be painful like it has been. Yeah, like you'll have something to watch for on both sides of all. But I agree with John. All Let's right. get to Nick Bolton. I wish oh, we, we had got Ted Swanson okay. Swanson right. on right. for this. We can get back to your picks later, but I wish yeah. we had Kent. No, you know what? I'm gonna reach out We're to Kent, Kent and if we get Kent's <laughs> take on it, I'll put it in. But you know what? Just because he probably won't reach out. It's okay, Cam. We still love you. Congrats yeah, on the new you know, uh, sports network. Yeah, good job. Um, yeah. So, initial thoughts. John, go on yeah. Nick Bolton. 
so I didn't think he was going to be available like at all. Like I pre- never agreed. considered the fact that he could possibly drop to us. Um, so yeah, that's part of it. Um, but I'm I'm cool with it. That, it seems like we kind of took the uh, the best available approach on this one. So yeah, I mean I'm not going to complain. I will definitely take it. Um, and you know he's really. Um, football IQ wise is really where he's great. So I don't think we can have too much of that at the linebacker position. And it might not have necessarily been my like first need, but I will take mm-hmm. it. I think I think it's a good improvement. All right, Josh, celebrate. Go. Uh, see, I'm happy. I was happy. I we screamed know. yes. We know. I don't usually <laughs> scream yes when we pick a second round player and i don't scream yes when we pick a first round player like yeah. i'm not one of those weirdos but i'm happy yeah, i didn't scream yes last but, but this was one of those that like, you just i'm gonna be honest i like this more than drew lock and like that's that's okay. obvious that's obvious I don't that's, understand what that means. That's, that's not true at all because well we no like i'm just saying like, i like well no because he's a chief i don't like <laughs> i'm just i get to uh, cheer for this dude for 16 games not 14 games you know I yeah and he's okay. actually gonna be a part of a uh, a winning team, team that matters, yeah, but like yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Bolton tested terrible at pro day, but John also like right. pointed out what he has to offer, and that's something that I feel like mm-hmm. will be good to the team. But there are definitely improvements for Bolton. But I'm happy. I mean, here's here's an interesting thing. When they took Bolton, that ever since Veach took over uh, his first draft of 2018, I know he had a lot of influence on the Mahomes pick, but his first draft is. A general manager is 18. Every year, our first pick in the draft has been an SEC player. Again, McCall, Clyde, McCall, Clyde, Breland Speaks, McCall. all of them SEC guys. Interesting, interesting stuff. And then you go to the pick right after that, 63rd, Creed Humphrey. I was thrilled with this pick. Love this pick. I, I even love it more than Nick Bolton, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this was, the, this was a bigger need, in all honesty. He doesn't have to start right away necessarily. You probably can plug Blythe in at center, but um, yeah, I mean Creed Humphrey, that that was great value at sixty three. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I also like it coming from Oklahoma, kind of a similar offensive system to what we have. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Big Twelve oriented <laughs> stuff. So yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you the pick I really like. Is Trey Smith? I was sixth. just about to say that. I, I mean, I'm confi- I, I know he had some health problems, but oh man, in the sixth, that's worth taking a shot Second on. Second team AP All American. Yeah, give if it to he me. works out, man, that's a versatile guard you have. And uh, God, your offensive line could be shaped for a long time if he works out. I mean, it probably will be anyway. Let's be honest; they've completely redone it. But you just add that. I mean, now, now, and I'll say this, not to ramble too much, but now you don't really have some good players on the offensive line. You have good depth on the offensive line, which is something they really lacked last year when Fisher and Schwartz went down. Oh yeah. And it's great because we actually have guys like Mike Remmers playing, you know, backup positions too. So yeah. Who could start. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And if we need them to plug in, if we have an injury, they're perfectly capable of doing that. It's just now we won't have to have, replacement level players shuffling around to play <laughs> positions they've never played in their lives before Nick Algaretti will be Bowl. back on the bench. Yeah. Like Nick Algaretti can only be a fill in center again. Thank God. <laughs> like it, uh, yeah. And then uh I like the Cornell Powell tri- or pick. I think he 
Honestly, I think he could be a Demarcus Robinson day one. Bro, I think. to be honest, any wide receiver that has Patrick Mahomes as your QB is like yeah, 10, their values ten times. Yeah. Literally, the moment yeah. you drafted or signed, it's ten times yes. your value. So, so him and Noah Gray, uh, tight end, both yeah, they got to be so happy where they landed. Uh, I'm I, you know, I like Noah Gray. The Noah Gray pick is interesting. It's I something mean, it's I wanted. But it's a fifth round pick. I mean, don't look too far into it. No, you no, need. No. I like it. I hope Kelsey can like help him out. But I think you could have mm-hmm. waited one more year and maybe try to go after one in the third round or fourth round. I just. There's a little dangerous of an approach though, because the we can wait another year sometimes hits you in the face because that's what yeah, happened that's with true. the offensive line. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you. We, that. we probably thought we had another year of Schwartz and. Uh, we're good this year. We can just plug in Osimile, and, and then all of a sudden they all go down. Well, and you're COVID like, also didn't help oh. us beat with uh, Niang. Oh uh, yeah, Niang and Duvernay Tardif. Yeah, that yeah, really so like, hurt. I mean, you but I'm saying say we we oh, my, my point I'm trying to make is that you might think you have an extra year until you need to fill a, a hole, but really, you know, it's better to be up, out in front of it than behind it. Which you know, and if he doesn't work out, it's a fifth round pick. I mean, it, at the end of the day, who really? If he flames out, oh well. Uh, and then J- Joshua, how do you say his name? Kando? Kando? I don't know how to say his name. The fourth round pick, D end out of Florida State. I think D end's one of the sneaky needs on the Chiefs. I think not a lot of people see it as one, but uh, we need someone opposite of Frank Clark to produce. And mm-hmm. Taco was a little bit last year, but we need it someone is. to get to the quarterback because Frank is by himself not doing it. Yeah, and I mean – it was just not working out trying to carry that whole position with Mike Dana, Taco Charlton, and freaking Alex Okafor. Taino Cap Kimpassanwa. Yeah, Taino Passanyan. He was yeah. horrible. In the yeah, season. and that was a contract year for him, too. I thought he was about to pop, and he didn't get done. So I think, honestly, Kansas City, really good draft. I think they addressed a lot of needs. Linebacker, O-line, receiver, you know. The only thing I will say is – we are really, really thin at corner. There is a yeah. very we big need, need to sign Breland ASAP. <laughs> You've got Sneed, Fenton, Ward, and Bo Pete Keys. Yeah, Bo Pete fucking Keys, dude. <laughs> I mean, no, no shit on any of those guys. But I mean, you're literally like you can't even afford an injury at this point. Like you can't. It's you have to. They're gonna have to find somebody. Dream scenario: they find they get Richard Sherman. Um, and but. And Brashad Breland. Yeah, we could get Breland. I mean, I feel like Breland's just stuck on these one-year contracts. But we need him. Yeah, we, we need him. We need Breland back. I mean, we're, we're so thin in the secondary. Uh, it does help that we're very uh, good at safety. But, yeah, go for corner. I would have liked them to see it take at least one. But, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I trust Beach. I mean, that's, not giving that's me probably a reason something not we're going to be looking at next year for sure. Yeah, it might be something we're looking at you know right now. I mean, there might be yeah, Beach might know, be pretty busy right draft. now. Oh yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year corners the top pick. I, I think you could easily see it as the biggest need because Ward's contract is going to be up after next year. So then, I'm not saying you can't retain him, but you know it'll just be a little harder. Yeah. Uh. So. I have not that much more NFL draft. Uh, I was gonna ask one yeah. thing. I know we wanted to get to the Chiefs. We, you know, but what do you think of Mac Jones to New England? Do you think that's a good spot for him? Yeah, I I agree. Why, John? <laughs> because 
he's the most Tom Brady like. I agree. Basic, unathletic white dude build quarterback <laughs> ever, where yep. he can just be carried by. What made you a assume he's white? Downs and a strong defense. Yeah, what made you assume he's white? <laughs> John, what uh, made you assume he's white? Tell me. Mac Jones. No, he's white. he's actually seen Mac oh, Jones. Yeah. Alabama's on TV. He just asked um, yeah. Mac Jones isn't white. Are you sure? Well, well, you said what makes you think he's white? And I was like, Mac Jones isn't white. Yeah. Jackson, no, like, I, we literally could have just made this dude think Mac Jones is black. He, up, he knows what Mac Jones looks like. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, the beer belly Mac. No, I think it's a, I think it's a great Talk spot. <laughs> I think, I think Josh McDaniels is going to work great with him. I think it's literally a Tom Brady type player. Uh, cannot move really, not very fit, and like, but, but can really check the ball down and really, if you give him players, can I just, can that's thrive. Going to say, and he got he got offensive players this off season. And, and thankfully for him, I, I, he has to be so thrilled he didn't end up on the Jets because it would be the end of his career. Or if he ended up on the Niners, yeah, just like Zach Wilson. N- Niners a little ahead. more. Niners, he might have had a shot. But you know, if he would have gone to the Bears or Washington, or you know, he's got to be thrilled that he ended up in an organization like New England that you know they don't need an athletic quarterback necessarily. They they will win if you can just not fuck up. If you just don't lose them the game, they are probably going to win a lot of games. But yeah, that's that's all on draft. Um, Dylan Moses, who was a, a projected first round pick a year ago, linebacker, went undrafted out of Alabama. That was a little surprising. Uh, was hoping the Chiefs would get him, but whatever. On to the Royals because it is <clears throat> now really just solely baseball season. No draft. NFL training camp's not starting for a while. Uh, they're we'll currently at, we'll, we will be at. I am guaranteeing it. If they allow fans, we will be there. Oh, for training camp. Yes, yes, yes. What do you, uh, like, you think I was talking about? Well, I was. I brought up the Royals. I was like, what do you mean be at? Well, like, you what? said training. Sorry, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's cool. Uh, currently, as we're recording, 16 and 11. Uh, they're still first place in the American League Central, a division that they've only won one time in the history of the franchise. Uh, John, what do you think so far of the Kansas City Royals as we have reached the first week in May? Yeah, look, um, good start. But, yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to have to win games different ways if they want to keep this up. Um, that's really what it – What do you mean by that, John? What do you mean by that? I wouldn't necessarily say different ways. It just I think it's pretty clear. Sounds like we're losing you, John. How do you have better than an on whereby? <laughs> hey, Dude, whereby, I, whereby I, accent. I here, all right. Yeah. While we try to get John's technical difficulties yeah. fixed, let's go to the Jeffrey Flanagan yeah. interview. Let's go talk to Flanny. Uh, very interesting. Or it's a little bit unsustainable. Oh Jesus, um, John, John. Very interesting. John, we're done. We're done. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Flanagan interview. We're gonna get your answer again. But let's go to the Jeffrey Flanagan interview. All right. We now welcome back on uh, a recurring guest. We can now say it is uh, Jeffrey Flanagan, also known. As a former Royals beat writer, Flanny, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. All right. So, first question, obviously, how's uh, semi-retirement? Because you're still talking about the Royals on Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fine. Uh, it's been pretty pretty relaxing. Uh, just kind of all the things I in, uh, dreamed of doing, um, I still can't really do. I was going to say, what I was trying to say, was that before uh, you got on today, me and Josh were debating about what bringing Daniel Lynch up means for the Royals. 
Josh viewed it as a move as they were going for it this year and they're trying to contend. I viewed it as that they're just trying to get Daniel Lynch experience and they aren't too concerned about uh, how this year winning the division or whatever that might be. What do you see the move as? Before you answer, I'm just saying contend does not mean World Series. Contend means make the playoffs. You know, I I really – I didn't see the Daniel Lynch move as a developmental move. I really saw it as – a guy they really feel uh, could help them win this year. They they have full intentions of competing for the division. Um, and quite honestly, I, I thought this all offseason. I thought with the offseason moves they made that they would be in contention. Um, and they've proven that so far this year. I think they're off to the kind of start they wanted to. And really, they're not even playing their best ball yet. Um, they're mm-hmm. not hitting that well. I mean, that's kind of a league-wide problem right now. But uh, there's a lot of guys who haven't really caught fire. I mean, Solaire's not hitting really. Dozer's the last couple of games has been, but um, they can play much, much better than they're doing right now. And even their bullpen, which has not been awful, but it certainly hasn't been as great as it was last year, um, that can improve. And they've got a couple of guys hurt, of course, down there. But um, I, I see the Daniel Lynch move as just them kind of like the Brady Singer thing last year. They're they're just pushing the envelope of getting these guys up here. Uh, they feel they're ready or they won't be here. I'm assuming we could probably see the same uh, mentality with uh, Bobby Witt. We're just trying to get him up here. Yeah, it's a little deeper issue there because um, where would you play him? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to they're going to get Monacy back here. I would say within two to three weeks, and that pretty much fills out the lineup. And you don't want a guy like that coming up here and just sitting three or four times a week. Um, so, you know, you know, they're just awesome possibility someone gets hurt or something like that and that would change their minds but it's a little easier with a starting pitcher because you can just slide him into the rotation he's going to come out every fifth day um whoever was there can go to the bullpen still be on the team but um you know you look at their lineup one through nine everybody's got a spot so where would bobby fit in you know unless Mm -hmm. there's an injury yeah and that kind of brought uh brings me up to my next thing with nikki lopez actually having a good start to the season so far he had a good start. He went 0 for 14 and then broke it yesterday. Do you think they're going to keep him up when Mondesi gets called or whenever he's done with his injury? Or do you think they send Lopez back down to AAA? He has to go back down because there's no other spot for him. Um, and it's, it's a shame, but I think he's proven his value and his worth um, that he can compete again up here. But uh, it's just a numbers game. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just uh, get him down to, to Omaha, have him play every day, keep him, uh, keep him developing. Yeah, another thing on that that I was kind of curious today, we talked about the Bobby Witt timeline. Why sign Alcides Escobar to Omaha? I am struggling to understand that. Insurance? <laughs> Insurance. I mean, because you've got – I mean, I don't know if Bobby's going to go straight from double-A to bigs or if they're planning on putting him in triple. But even then, if you send Lopez down, I mean, yeah, to me that was an odd move today. I don't well, know if you had any opinion on it. Well, just be, I mean, it's just insurance and it's a guy they know and they trust. And it's just if something goes bad and, and also you might be scratching the back of an agent uh, who's been good to you and you've been good to him and the guy needs a job. OK, have him here. Somebody gets hurt. All right. You know what he can do defensively. And it's really as simple as that. I wouldn't read the, too many tea leaves about it. When we look at uh, what Andrew Benatendi's done for this team, he had a slow start, went back, went down to around the six, seven spot in the batting lineup, and now he's back up to the second spot. Do you feel like with the Bendy trade that 
he is a player that can maybe get this team over the hump where they want to be in October? I think he'll be a contributing factor. I don't think he's the type of play, player that pushes anybody over the hump. I think the guy uh, that they got in the offseason that would do that is, is Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, he just uh, His defense has impressed me. I didn't think he was uh, – very good, just uh, observing from afar over the last you know many years. But uh, he's been better defensively than I thought. Uh, he's not really a great scooper or anything like that. Nope. <laughs> and uh, you know he's not Eric Hosmer there. And, and you know his wingspan's not very good. We saw that last night. You know that throw from Witt on the double play was not an awful throw. I mean, it wasn't great, but you know that's a that's a that's a throw you would think a guy like Haas or something like that catches pretty easily and they turn that double play but uh just offensively what he asks the lineup and and what he how he impacts the rest of the guys in that lineup they sit and watch him on the bench and go damn he he took that 2-1 slider down and in I mean I would have swung at that and you know just things like that rub off and that's certainly why Dayton Moore and his group brought him in here and uh, I think he's the guy that pushes them over the top and makes them contend offensively at least. All right, kind of shifting gears to the pitching side. It's kind of an odd timeline right now when you think about it with Duffy because he's had an unbelievable start to this season. And, I mean, of course, it's a contract year coincidence, you know. (laughs) But um, Uh, Don't be cynical now. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) But – but legitimately, if he pitches well, it's obviously not a sub one ERA. But if he pitches well this year, like pitches under four, maybe three five, maybe even better, uh, what do you do? Because you've got all this pitching coming up in Duffy at thirty two. How do you manage that situation? Well, it kind of depends on what he's willing to do, to be honest. Because uh, you do have all that young pitching come up, but you you need some veteran guys around, and they've you've seen that in the past when you know, Greg Holland and Wade Davis, and you just go down the list. And if, you know, say he, he has a great start, but he kind of stumbles down the stretch or whatever, um, he could still be a bullpen addition. Um, he's, he's, you know, I, I thought he was terrific in the bullpen back in 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you sign him to a cost-efficient deal, club-friendly deal. Um, now, now, he may have different ambitions. He might want to go somewhere else and be a starter. But – I, I think you're better with Danny Duffy uh, on the pitching staff somewhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the rotation, and that depends. I mean, if he, he what if he wins the Cy Young this year? You know, <laughs> if he you wins know, the Cy he, Young this year, I mean, you crazy. might be screwed, which is good, but we still yeah, might be screwed. <laughs> yeah, well, if he, he wins the Cy Young, I mean, his market value is going to go up. So, I mean, 32 is not ancient. Okay, he's not right. know, 39 or something like that, but. <laughs> Um, and he, I think he's got some, obviously he's got a lot of life left in that arm. So, um, it, it's a, it's a great situation for them to, to have to debate, uh, come uh, October or November. When we, you kind of talked about it earlier with this, how young this pitching core is. You look at a uh, Bubik, Lynch, Coart, Singer, and now Lacey. And I mean, if you want to, you can throw Keller in there. If you had a guess, if one of those players were to either get sent to the bullpen or get traded, for better prospects or let's say a move at the deadline, who do you think that player would be this year? Uh, uh, probably maybe someone like Carlos Hernandez or something like that, who is kind of a swing man. I, I, I think they would really like to see the guys you mentioned at least get a crack at the rotation. Mm-hmm. They've had a peek at Carlos in the rotation last year. It wasn't a very long one, uh, but he's got a really live arm and a heavy ball, heavy sinker. Um, 
you know, they had a pretty long look at Bubich last year, last year too. Uh, I think they know what they're, they're getting there. I think, I think Chris is, and he knows this too. He's going to have to make some adjustments, you know, maybe, you know, add a pitch or something like that. Uh, I, I just don't know if his stuff is going to play every single time out at, at this level. Um, he was able to fool a lot of guys in the minor leagues with that changeup, um, just because it was a, a change of speed pitch more than the, the movement on it. And up here, it's a little tougher to do that. They don't get fooled quite so easily. So I think he's going to add some, have to add something to his arsenal. And uh, but I think he's you know other scouts around the league still think very highly of him. So do the Royals, obviously. But if you're going to trade someone, uh, I think they'd rather look at Coar and Lacey and, and Lynch long term. And and look below those guys, there's a ton of guys too that you haven't mm-hmm. mentioned that you know yeah. about. So um, you know it just just keep them coming. Staying on the pitching side, obviously you said this team has not. Um, you know, they're first place in the division, but they really haven't played as well as they can. And that really, when you say that, the first thing that came to my mind was Brad Keller. What in your eyes is going on with Brad Keller this year? Because it's a completely different Brad Keller than we've seen in his first few years here in Kansas City. Yeah, a, a couple things. Um, one, obviously, he's missing up a lot, and that's that's the danger zone for him. But uh, unfortunately, every time he does miss up, he gets punished. I mean, there's nobody fouling one of those pitches off. It's going over the fence. Uh, number two, when you're slumping like that as a pitcher, and I've seen this for many, many years, you really need your defense to bail you out. And that's not happened with him. You guys have mm-hmm. seen that. I mean, uh, I was uh, the game, I think it was it Sunday. Uh, he had about six outs in that third inning, and it just kept booting balls, and, and they missed on double plays, and it's like, Okay, guys, I, I know I'm slumping. Can you just give me a hand here? Can you make a good play? Can you make the routine play for me once, you know? And that's not happening. And so I think he only gave up like two earned runs. Uh, but he, he needs to get better. He knows that. Um, and I think the hardest thing for some fans to understand is that pitchers go through slumps too. Because um, if you look on Twitter, anytime a pitcher has a couple of bad outings, all right, send him out, trade him, release him, <laughs> wave him. You know, but if a hitter can go 0 for 19, it's like, oh, he's just in a slump. He'll break. Well, p- pitchers are humans too. They go through slumps, and he's in one right now. Yeah, I mean, going on the hitting aspect, you see this team either, I feel like to me, it's either they have their bats or they don't. And that is something that is kind of killing them right now. When you look at run differential, they're at minus five. Uh, the White Sox, the Indians, and the Twins all have a plus run differential. And, and by the way, run differential is the absolute dumbest stat on the planet. So just well, you we'll probably just heard Jackson's feelings. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, in, in any sport, whether it's football, baseball, <laughs> because I mean, the Royals in 2014, I think, were minus run differential, and they went to the Game Seven of the World Series. So I mean, you can you as long as you're winning games and you're winning six to four, three to one. And then you lose fifteen to two. Well, your run differential is going to look pretty crappy, right? Yeah, but what I mean, is we've had those. You, you, if you just, I mean, you went five and two that week, but your run differential got crushed by one bad loss. And the, I think the Royals against the Twins, they what lost thirteen to four the last game and got crushed the first. Well, that's that that kind of kills your run differential. But what does it mean? They're sixteen and eleven or sixteen and ten, whatever it is. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. But go ahead and make your point. Well, he kind of took the words out of my mouth, so. 
So um, I'll still talk about the hitting. Mm-hmm. This hitting, it seems like they're either on or they're off. And if you had a guess, with Mondi coming back in the lineup, where do you think that Mondesi will be put in the lineup just to keep Number his... two. Would you put, would you put Bendy at seven? Yeah, I, I move Bendy now. I, I get that speed up in the order. And as a matter of okay. fact, I, I, I talked to Matheny about that a few times during spring. And um, and then I haven't talked about it since. But uh, I, I think they view, they, you know, switch hitter and all those good things. Get that speed and that potential power uh, up top. Now, if he comes out and he goes, you know, one for 28, you know, then you then you think twice about it. But uh, mm-hmm. I think in the long run, they view him as a, uh, you know, top of the order guy, not necessarily leading off, but up there. Okay. I know this kind of sounds stupid, but would you rather see this team buy or sell this year at the deadline? Or, I mean, granted, obviously your answer today might not be your answer in July, but as right. we sit today, what do you think? I, I think they're going to go all in. Uh, I think uh, and the, one of the main reasons is I think John Sherman um, wants to go all in. Uh, this isn't a, I mean, he's a, still a relatively new owner, and mm-hmm. he had a whole had a whole season basically wasted. Um, yeah. He saw how well they played last September. He saw how well they played in spring. He's he's seeing how well they're playing right now. I mean, unless they just collapse here and they're fifteen or twenty games below. I mean, I think if they're in any range, like they were in 14, um, if they're within five or six or seven games of a playoff spot, I think they go all in. Uh, and I think he's committed to do that. And if they do go all in, what do you think they're trading for? Bullpen, starting pitcher? Bullpen. I, I mean, and, and so will everybody else, so that's yeah. a problem. But uh, <laughs> you you got to have a shutdown bullpen. and. Um, they really, you know, I don't think it's been a shutdown bullpen this year. So it's kind of, yeah, it kind of a, kind of amazing. They're sitting, they're sitting where they are, uh, because last year I thought it was a shutdown bullpen, uh, 13, 14, 15 and 16 shutdown bullpen. That's how you win in this league. And, um, they find a way to get some other veteran arm in there, uh, get outs. And I think that's what they do first. Uh, I don't see any necessary need unless there's injury. Uh, to get any position players right now, because I, I think this offense will come around eventually. It's just, uh, you know, just around. Look around the league. I mean, there are teams hitting 195 as a team and 200. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's hitting is is really down right now. Yeah, there's, uh, there's 14 teams or sorry, 13 teams hitting hitting below 230, and one of those teams is the Cardinals and maybe the best team in the league, the San Francisco Giants, right now. So I think hitting anybody will be fine. In. <laughs> But, the Giants are the best team. Okay. Well, okay. I, hey, you're gonna hate this, but I mean, they are. I mean, I'm gonna. I, mean, no, I, I, I don't. I don't follow the National League that closely, so you, you're well, probably right. I'm going. I'm going off winning percentage, Flanny. I'm not winning telling you. I, this is not a. This oh, is not okay. opinion. Okay. All right. I, I think fine. the Dodgers yeah. are the best. Still team. funny to hear. It's still pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, who would ever thought? But, but 2014, look, baby. When you look at this, I felt. Like, I feel like someone's name is kind of getting forgotten. That's. We're seeing a huge setback on right now with not having him, and that's uh, Trevor Rosenthal. Mm. I think whenever the trade deadline approach, of course, we sold him. And I think that was a great move, but he is someone that was just 
very good to use in the bullpen. He's very reliable. I know he's yeah. out right now for like eight to 12 weeks or however long, but that's just someone that we're missing. And it, I'm saying for the Royals, if they want, if they're selling, which I think I, I feel like they should too. I feel like that is someone that they should go after someone at that buying, kind of skill yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you meant buying. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, what I if meant. they were going to, yeah, if they were going to buy and, and we'll see, I mean, uh, I think his contract was what, $10 million. Um, so he's in the, big scheme of things he would be affordable yeah. but um and, and there's He's other all- guys out there besides him but you know he, when he was on last year i mean it was really hard to score uh, late mm-hmm. against the royals with with holland and him and barlow and and josh demont and i'm pretty sure uh, his yeah another was thing like- with him though i don't i don't think you go and buy i'm like sure he would be nice to buy but i don't think oakland's selling at the deadline by any means so i i, just, I think rosenthal's yeah, one of the guys you don't really get but you know you look around to you know pittsburgh will probably be in the dumps by then the rangers will probably be terrible the tigers for sure are going to be terrible so there's going to be other arms uh and then you know still on the market somehow shane green is still on the market and roberto with with how many bad bullpens there are right now i just do not understand why shane green is not on a team but that's beyond me yeah i agree and uh there will be arms it'll be Teams that have it and, and and looking to sell, um, there'll be opportunity. Is Roberto Zuna still a free agent? I'm uh, pretty sure he is. Uh, yeah, Zuna. Pretty sure. He's yeah, still he a free is. Agent. He's got some baggage. I'm not sure what the deal is with him. Obviously, he's got a little bit of a bad history, but he's you know solid you when know, he's on. That's what Kansas City's all about. We are a city of second. No, chances. I mean the Royals organization. <laughs> you know they've pretty much prided themselves on good clubhouse guys. So I'd think Asuna would be out on that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, definitely um, listen, if they're in the race come July, I'm not against buying. I just don't want to do what Pittsburgh did a few years ago and sell off Glasnow, Austin Meadows, and to get a guy like Chris Archer and then just completely fall apart to end the season. And no, there'd be, be, be subtle moves. Um, they're not about ready to mortgage the future for, for this team yet because they, they, they also want to see Bobby Witt Jr. come up here. I mean, uh, at some point and, and some other younger guys and uh, see what their young hitters can do. Um, they, no, they're, they're not going to mortgage anything, but uh, Dayton and his staff have made some shrewd moves in the past and uh, they didn't really go all, all in till 2015. Yeah. Cause they, cause they knew that team was loaded and was ready. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were stacked. Yeah, and the 14 team wasn't, so the moves they made that year were yeah. pretty subtle. I mean, and Jason he, Frazier and, and a couple yeah. of, you know. Josh Willingham. Well, that was a September one, but I mean, at the, yeah. the deadline, uh, deadline, they were very subtle moves, um, but they helped. And uh, so I think you'd see some a Jason Frazier type come here that didn't, wasn't, wasn't going to cost much. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that's what I think you'll see July 30th or whatever. And I remember a lot of people in 2014 were pissed off that Dayton did not go all in and buy. He, that he was pretty, that we were pretty quiet at the deadline that he basically just held on to what we had. But there were actually, there were more people pissed off that he didn't sell the farm. Yeah. that I, I, I was going to say that, but it, I didn't sound right in retrospect, but I, yeah, right. I think, I think, I think I tweeted about that because I, I remember that time pretty well. Because uh, they were about uh, – they were still under five. They were, they were, I believe, at one point 48 and 50 maybe or somewhere yeah. around that range. They were a little below 500 at the break or after the yeah. break a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. 
the local talk shows, um, you know, I remember Keithman and some of those guys were just ripping Dayton. They're going, yeah, you're out of it. You got no chance. Because I think at the time they were ninth in the, in the playoff standings and they would have had to leapfrog like five teams to get up. And yeah. they said, well, you got no chance. You just get rid of everybody. This thing didn't work. Start over, blah, 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 blah. And you, yeah. couldn't, be, you couldn't be more wrong because, you know, yeah. I mean, look what happened over the next two years. All right. Uh, so I'm going to – we're going to do a little game show here. It's, it's, there's not game much show. to a game, but oh. this I'm going to ask you before or after. And this and the date is July 1st. And this is going to be a lot of debuts. So, interesting. Before or after Bobby Witt Jr., July 1st? Well, definitely after. I'd agree. Jackson Coar. Ah. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Um see uh, of that whole group he was like my my pick to be a star. He's uh, my favorite. Because uh, I thought when I saw him in spring training the first time, I guess it was 19, um, I thought his stuff was just electric. Uh, and, I mean, command's a big issue. But, but um, I don't know if he'll be ready by then. But um, geez, I'm going to say after, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's before because I, I think his ceiling is maybe as high as any of them. And I know he's already debuted, but Chris Bubik. Well, he's already in the majors right well, now. That's why I already I already uh, said he debuted. But like before or after, when do you think we see him? He's already up, Josh. He's on the team. So I, Chris, uh, oh my God, I'm an idiot. Oh, Josh. I'm sorry that I Josh, forgot Josh. he pitched on that's Sunday. All right. Hey, will he be on? <laughs> Definitely. I can't I, tell you what. As long as, we're, as long as we're playing for money, I'm going to say before July 1st. So You're a I smart want? man, Flanny. You're <laughs> yeah. a smart man. <laughs> Here's one. Kyle Isbell what, back what, up. What, what prize do I get? Do I get a free trip somewhere? All right, I win. <laughs> Kyle Isbell back up before July 1st or after? Uh, that's a good one. Um, huh, they really like him. Because uh, I cannot watch Jorge Soler play right field anymore. Well, I just, you don't have my to do eyes, it tonight. My <laughs> eyes cannot take it anymore. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? You know, their defense <laughs> as a whole is not, it's not been Really? It's been disappointing. Why do you think the defense has not been that good this year? I have no idea, but I know it really pisses Matheny off. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, he's, he's told me so on a couple of occasions. And it's um, it's something they and they particularly I, right I've now. said this in the I've said this to John and Josh before they they seem to have their shit games when Keller pitches. It seems like that's when they Absolutely. all of a sudden fall. <laughs> and Lopez yeah, is throwing balls all over the place, and it's just you're like, what the hell? Yeah, we we talked about that a little earlier. It's it's just a shame because I, I think Keller's slump wouldn't be so prominent if if he had a little defense behind him um but uh -huh. it's just it's mind-boggling because they built this team around defense you got Taylor exactly and, Andy and um and they, that's the thing that's the pride of the date more era is you have better defense than the rest of these guys and it's not been mm -hmm. there yet I, I think it will get there because these guys are too talented i mean i don't think yeah. hunter dozier is brooks robinson at third but he's better than average slightly and yeah. um you know Wit, I think, is slightly above average at second. Um, Santana is not Haas or anything like that. I mean, they're not going to be the 14-15 Royals defense, to be honest. Yeah. But you still got Salvi, Salvi behind the plate. You got you're strong up the middle when Monty gets back. That's that's for sure because you got yeah. Taylor, Perez, and Monty. Uh, that's what you want. Um, they've got to get better. Um, but the right field, yeah, that's. <laughs> 
that's uh, that's a nice story at times, isn't it? Speaking about Salvi, <laughs> were you shocked to see him see the Royals give him that big of an extension? No, I mean they they know one thing is that um, the the team they are without Salvi is is not a good team. Oh yeah, um, no, it's, it's, it's true. It's, tra- it's hard to watch. We've we've seen that. It, it, in 19, it was just it was like, what's missing here? Oh yeah, Salvador Perez. Uh, even though the rest of the team wasn't going to be good anyway, it was just horrible not having him around because he is such a presence in the clubhouse. He's yeah. such a presence on the field. Um, it's just a whole different game when he's not around. Uh, he just adds so much to this team, and the front office has known that for years. So he, they they wanted to make him a Royal for life, and uh, I, I, that's going to happen. Yeah, I will add, though, that year off might in the long run help because he's yeah. looked very fresh. And you see the same thing, actually, with Buster Posey because he opted out last year. He's actually looked really good, too. So, you know, I maybe. Mean, he's, hey, yeah. he's on the best team in baseball right now. So. I suppose he is on the best team in baseball right now somehow. <laughs> if, the, if the Giants being ahead of the Dodgers, that was not that was not something I had in my May predictions, but – you know that's baseball. There was a lot of things yeah. people didn't have in their May prediction. No one thought. That and a lot of the people didn't have the Royals being above 500 in May, but <laughs> we've no. been able to stay afloat. Well, it's only 130 games left. They can just hang on, right? You I know, I was thinking 500. If they go 500 for the remainder of the year, I mean, they probably won't make the playoffs at that. But you know, they'll be above 500. If I was they get say, up. I'll, I'll take that. What I was going to say is if this was last year, we would be really in the thick of it at only 60 games. We would be really down to the wire. But, but of course, you're too late. You're too late. Yeah. Well, you guys I, hear me? Yeah. We yep. Can hear you. Yep. Okay. I lost you for a minute there. I, All right, I, no, you're good. I was just classic say, internet. I really don't have anything much more unless you have something else to ask Jackson. Um, not necessarily. I think, I think we touched on a lot of good things with the Royals right now. They're looking, you know, pretty stout 16 and 11. I'll take it definitely. Uh, and honestly, for, I guess one thing, the June and July schedule to me, when I looked at it on opening day was a lot lighter than the first two months. So if we can get to June 500, I'm feeling pretty good. There you go. That's right. the well, that's, that's, there you guys have Jackson. We can leave it off on that team. positive note. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. Flanny, we really appreciate you coming back on the podcast. We hope to hear back from you soon. Enjoy retirement. I hope that. you're enjoying your retirement. I see you all over well, my Twitter feed. Well, yeah. you might you might, might see some columns here coming out pretty soon. I'm going to probably uh, have some news for you in the next month or so. Oh, Is that bored? We got a little tease. We got a little breaking news here. Possibly, yep. Retirement's just that boring. You have all to go right, back all right. Writing. You heard it here first. You heard it <laughs> yeah. here first. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. All right. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right. That was a great interview from Flanny. Uh, I guess you guys can have some columns to look out out to. John, are you there? Yes. All right. What are your thoughts cool. on the Royals? Yeah. So as I was saying before, I lagged out and said a bunch of stuff retroactively. Um, the the Royals are good. They mm-hmm. have played well. They just need to, like, be a little bit more – I don't have a great word. Just They need to – look, it's going to – I look at them right now as the early season Mizzou basketball from this year. Please and I think that's, I think that's what all that. three of us see. I think that's what I would – that's what I thought. That's what I think as well. I don't know if John Josh feels that way. But I don't I, want felt it the, to be like that. Though. I felt the exact same way. I, I don't think it's as bad as Mizzou basketball, like – 
I don't think this is as fluky as that because evidently that team was just straight up bad. <laughs> but at the off. same time, they finished over 500. So, I mean, I would take an over 500 team. I mean, yeah, but dude, like at the end of the day, like they clearly were just getting lucky as tits. <laughs> they could not beat anyone towards the end of there. Right. They couldn't even beat Oklahoma without their whole damn team playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty sad. Um, yeah, so I, Flanny said in his uh, interview, though, John, you don't know this, you weren't there, but yeah. uh, Flanny said in his interview that he doesn't think the run differential matters. I know that's something that I've talked about. I've thought that's kind of, we're kind of fluky to have a negative run differential and be at top of the division. Uh, was just, what do you was think, John? The opposite of what Jackson believed in. And it was, yeah, so basically, funny. basically, Flanny said that when I was, my theory on run, uh, differential is invalid. You really called him uh, stupid without calling him stupid. But also, yeah, before John, you said something, Jackson. Yeah, I just want no. to say that I was right about Lynch. Thank you very much. I know more. He is win now. He doesn't think about the future. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, here's the deal. Um. I think the run differential is not a bad stat per se. I just think, I think it's just a little arbitrary. It's. It's too much for me to look at it. I think you have to dissect it on a game-by-game basis if you're going to do that. Um, and I want to say conversely, we've lost games where it's just like, oh, if we would have played average defense, then we would have won. Like, I, I think I can think of two games that we've lost basically off of defensive mistakes, and there's a couple more that we, like, took ourselves out of because of defensive mistakes. So, um, like, we we've... We have a weird margin of error, and I don't know what, like, our mean is going to regress to, but I don't think it's going to be this sustainable, just given the fact that a lot of our wins we've just kind of scraped by, and it's just not going to not gonna be sustainable if you're always scraping by. Well, see, Flamey also had a good point. Two of our losses in the past three days, no, past four days, have been by, what, six and nine? Yeah, we lost by nine to Minnesota once, and, and then, then six. Yeah, and then conversely, yeah. we clapped Minnesota too. So it's like we beat them by eight. So I mean, like yeah, I, so yeah, minus I think seven. I will admit that run support or run differential is not the end all be all, but you do rarely see teams win their division with a negative run differential. Well, it what is if I told so you, so rare. How many how many teams leading right now? In their division, do you think have a positive run differential? Uh, see, there's a total of six. I'd say four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Well, you obviously know it's not the Royals. Yeah, they don't have. It's one. not Oakland. It's not the Nationals. It's not Milwaukee. Believe it or not, there's only two. Wow, that's pretty surprising. The Giants I mean, that... and the Red Sox. And I don't expect the Giants to win their division or the Red Sox to win their division. And so it kind of holds up with my theory. That uh, the you know this runs, I I think you know down the road you'll see um, run differential. You know just to put it into perspective, not the end all be all, but I think it does kind of show that um, you know we're not dominant by any means, and that this is you know very iffy. Still, we're still trying to solidify ourselves as you know a, a decent team, and you've got to. You know, you've got to go further than a month for me to really think, oh, yeah, this team's proven themselves. We just need to get to the all, like, the all-star break is where we'll know. Maybe even before that. I, it's just, I am still just not sure what we even have on our hands because there's still a part of me that's like, okay, 
Hunter Dozier is going to get his average above 200. He's probably going to finish the year at least 230. He's getting um, close. He's doubled so tonight. Where you will think there's no way. I mean, he's already sort of started to rally back a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. I'd like to just see him like hit a few home runs. That would help a lot. He acts like um, he hits a home run every single time when it's a pop-up. Yeah, he's yeah. got two home runs, which, you know, not it. If you're a power hitter, that's what you only do. That's that's not good. Yeah, two dingers in 26 games is not going to get it done. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I said Mondesi coming back. Um, I, I, I think that we are going to get a little bit better pitching-wise and not – okay, that's actually not what I want to say. I think that our bullpen from like a on paper perspective, when you just look at the names is a little bit better now that we've kind of yeah. integrated Lynch into the lineup. I think Junis gives us another guy who's a little more stable, even though he was kind of bad last night, but like, I know our bullpen had been good, but I don't think it's as good as it like started the season off with. Yeah. I mean, with this Royals team, they are starting to like plateau, not plateau. They're starting to sink. Yeah, yeah. I they're mean, sink. well, they're not. They're not rising. They're I mean, yeah, they're, they're not. You they're know, not on, they're not on a crazy hot streak or anything. But they're not. I mean, you know, the ship has not sucked. Four. I mean, yeah, that happens. Whatever. So yeah, I the guess du- they're plateauing. They're they're just. <laughs> Tell you who has gotten going is Ben Attendee. He's really started to get the bat going, which is huge for this lineup. And Michael A. Taylor's actually you know, not been opening day, Michael A. Taylor, but he's been very good for us. He's been very consistent. And uh, basically, I'm just telling John that you were wrong, that he hasn't fallen off yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We and, uh, and just, you know, any game you put Solaire in right field, I just automatically think there's one error going to happen. So I really hope Isbell comes back up soon. Uh I think that yeah, was one. I don't of, like the O'Hearn project. I'm. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, the O'Hearn and McBroom. I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with both of them. I don't really. I don't know. I, I just don't really see it in them. I don't think that there's much there. But uh, you know, other than the pinch hit god streak that Ryan McBroom went on last year, but and it was wow. only like two games. No, that was, was three. Really, three. <laughs> it was like three straight too. It was wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful for the Royals that they can keep going. I just want to be 500 or close to it. I, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I know that might be the organization's ex- expectation, but I, I don't expect it. I I think they're a year away from really being there because you gotta you gotta throw in that yeah. Lynch, uh, Singer, Bubich. Uh, if Coar comes up. It's all their first years. I mean, the, yeah, they pitched. Some of them played last year, but that wasn't a real season. I mean, this is their first real season of baseball in the majors. It, it's a it's a different game. So you really – I think this could – you know, we always like to compare the timelines. I think this could be the 2013. Which yeah, is we will see. We all thought. I think another thing is, like, Asa Lacey, I, I would love – for once, he's going to probably take this year and at least half of next year. So that – that is another guy that he'll I think he'll probably be up in two be, years. Yeah, he'll he'll probably be 2023 or 2024. No, 2023. Yeah. There's no way that dude. If he's, I in, would think 2023, maybe yeah. with a stint in 2022. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a late we'll stint, but if he's at 2024, then he's failing. 
Yeah. Hey, some people are late bloomers. All right. Wit wasn't up for a while. All right. Okay. We got to give guys right. their time. Who Zimmer. Who else? Zimmer took a while. Okay. Well, also, Zimmer we- also had like Tommy John like 500 times. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's not give up on a guy. All right. Let's chill. Okay, well, you, Unless you it's Nick Prado. Because I'm a little bit of a hypocrite there. They are. All right. But yeah, I don't have much more. We don't have much time because whereby sucks. Yeah, whereby's cucking us now. Roger yeah. pissing starts. Alright, there's that. Uh, <laughs> supposedly this is gonna be releasing on Cinco de Mayo, so happy the day of the dead, right? Yeah, totally. Yep, Cinco de No, no. Josh, I don't have fun. Jesus Christ, Josh. We were an idiot. What's day of the dead? <laughs> day of the day it is Dia de los Muertos, and it's, it's on Halloween. Halloween <laughs> It's just called Cinco de Mayo, Day of the Dead. Cinco de Mayo is because of the time that they kept France from invading them. Wait, oh, is Cinco de Mayo like their Independence Day? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Like, France tried... Right, day of the not, Dead is... Actually not Happy Day of the Dead. Yeah, like, no, that's not for a few months. Cinco de Mayo, like, in Mexico, like, they don't pop off for it. It's just an American-Mexican holiday, All right. by the way. Well, at least I didn't think Trey Lance is white. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, We'll no, see you guys on true, the next week's episode. Other than that, peace.